Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Episode 112, I think, of Franco's World. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, I know I missed last week, but again, this moving process is crazy. Let me fix this camera here. Moving process is crazy. Uh, it's essentially, I packed up my entire life. I gave myself like two weeks notice, packed up my entire life and moved here to the city. And uh, I'll tell you all about that whole process. I'll tell you what I did in the past week. And I'll tell you what I got going on in the future. Okay, that's what this episode's going to be about. Eventually, very soon, it's going to be like interviews only, I feel like. There, there probably isn't going to be as many solo episodes now that I have the convenience of being here and being around fellow uh, comics. And it's just uh, like it's so much easier for me to get them in person as opposed to trying to set up a Zoom. When are they free? When can I do this? Which is what I had been doing for the past year, as you know. All right, so uh, I'll tell you a little story about how I got this apartment, and I'll tell you a little story about what's been going on in the past week, okay? So how I got this apartment, the first New York trip I made, not the second one where I shot the TV pilot, the first New York trip I made um, when I came up here just to do some stand-up and, you know, just hang out, and I had a job interview that I'd, I... Actually, I want to talk about that job interview, too. I'll talk about that after. But uh, so uh, hanging out with Joey, and Joey has a few friends... And we all decided to meet up and go to a bar one night and uh, really cool people at this uh, at this place. And I start talking to one girl and we're having a great time uh, talking about shared interests. And, and she's talking about like how uh, her and her boyfriend like have never been to Asbury Park. And I'm like, Asbury Park's amazing. Definitely check it out. Or so I don't know. Maybe they had been to Asbury Park. I don't remember. Asbury Park was like the main that and comedy was like the main cornerstone of that conversation. That conversation ended with. Her saying something about like her boyfriend maybe needing a roommate sometime. They're always looking for roommates and this and that. I, I thought nothing of it. I thought that was just like a nice thing for somebody to say. And then uh, months pass and I get a text like I guess would be now like three weeks ago or maybe four, a month ago. Uh, no, it was probably like three weeks ago. And it was her. And she said like, hey, do you remember me? Like my boyfriend needs a roommate. Are you down? And and. You know, she, I got to see a little bit of the place, like saw like online listings, saw whatever. Um, and it was awesome. Like this place is really cool. And it was like too good of an opportunity for me to pass up. Uh, me, even if I di didn't have like job stuff lined up, like the opportunity for this apartment was, was too cool to pass up. The apartment was like, it was just really cool. And uh, uh, for those that have already checked it out, they're listening to this and my roommates that might listen to this. You know what I'm talking about because this view is crazy, you know, two floors, two baths, four beds, a lot of space, man. And for a guy like me, like I get out, I work out on my terrace every morning for a guy like me who is used to miles and miles of open spaces for me to have the ability to just like get up in the morning and walk outside. It's great. So, yeah, love the apartment. And uh, yeah, so we there was a vetting process with me and the and the other guys in the apartment. And the vetting process really consisted of them just making sure I'm not like a crazy person. Like we just had like a couple quick conversations via text message. I even think there was a phone call. Uh, they handled a lot of the stuff, especially my one roommate who's uh, in Colorado right now. He handled he handled the majority of the stuff, and I really uh, I'm appreciative of that. It's so funny because the guy who I guess I would know. The most just because I know his girlfriend. I've even met him yet. He's out of the country. He's like he's like gone. So it's like I moved here, and everybody was gone. So I moved here by myself, stayed like four days by myself. It's great. And then I hung out with two of my roommates for four days, and then they left 
again. And I've just been like in my apartment by myself, essentially for like a week and a half. And I've only been here two weeks, uh, not even two weeks. And it's kind of funny. So it's like I'm getting thrown into the fire of just like, hey, figure it out, you know, figure out where everything is and what to do. And that's uh, kind of been what I have uh, have been doing is like forcing myself to make friends with people in my neighborhood. Like I'm friends with all the checkout ladies at the key food. It's not key foods. It's key food. Okay. My friend Julio is going to get very upset if I keep calling it key foods. It's key food. Um, there's that. I'm friends with the people at Yorkville Bagel. I'm friends with the people at Nick's, the Italian restaurant that I live above of. It looks really nice uh, as like a nice date spot, but I only go there. I call in a pizza order. I walk downstairs. I pick it up and I come back. And I actually, I, I really want to go. Like That's a great date spot. So it's like, that's going to be next time I go on a date, that's going to be my date spot. If anybody actually wants to come all the way up here to where I live in the Upper East Side, I'm now learning that it may be a really nice neighborhood not necessarily the most convenient for young people such as myself that like want to have fun. So like I walk out of my door and it's like all like it's older people. Like these are like people with families. Like these are like real life adults. Uh, a lot of people in scrubs, like the hospitals, like right here. And like one of the hospitals, I mean, a lot of, a lot of strollers, a lot of old people in pearls, not necessarily young artsy people living here. Okay. They're like out in Brooklyn or they're in like lower East side. They're in like East village and stuff like that. Uh, sue me. I like to have a nice space, you know, sue me for living above my means, whatever. Uh, the apartment's awesome. Okay. I love it up here. I'm an upper East side guy for life. I may never leave like people. I, I may stay in New York for the rest of my life. Who knows? No. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really love my neighborhood, and I found out how inconvenient it was. Not for me, because, like, I can hop on the queue, be downtown instantly, then go somewhere. Because I've already been to a couple, like, different venues and comedy spots, so it's easy to navigate. But for the young people that want to go party, if you have to go, like, 30 minutes, they're not wanting to do that. And there was a couple, there was a couple people from, like, my past who I kind of knew – uh, maybe I went to college with them or maybe I worked with them. And, you know, I guess it kept it cordial, kept it friendly, just social media likes and stuff like that. I invited them to a party I had, a little soiree, nice little party I had on Saturday, uh, rooftop party. I didn't get as many people as I wanted to. However, I would consider the party a success. And here's why. In my mind, because the fellas that live here said they like to throw big parties here. A lot of space, big party place. Okay. Chicks love rooftops. I have a rooftop and a terrace. Double that, you know. I didn't think, I thought it was like, hey, I'm also in New York City, you know, come on up here. Didn't work out like that. I had 11 people here. Uh, didn't miss once on music. Every like two songs, somebody would be like, ooh, what is this? This is good. I nailed the music. I supplied all the drinks for people. I supplied all the food for people. I supplied uh, everything for people, you know. Didn't charge a cover. It's not like a college party. I'm not like at the door being like, that's five. You know, that's five. I didn't do that. Yeah. It was a great party. And I'm sure there will be one on the docket very soon. Because now, like my main goal, I told everybody that I invited to bring whoever you wanted. Clearly, they didn't do that. Otherwise, we would have had a ton of people here. But uh, like, because I just told them, I was like, I just want to get to know people. I want to meet people. You know, that's what really what it was all about for me. And uh, I got, gosh, there's so much other stuff I got to talk about. 
the moving process. So I took, I think I did the episode. I took my car to this place called Gladstone, New Jersey, dropped it off for my parents, drove NJ, took NJ Transit back, got out of Penn Station, walked over to 34th and Herald, took the queue, dropped off right by my house. I'm navigating the trains like a champ. The trains are not a worry for me. I'm not afraid of them. Yes, I did have a panic attack the other day, but we survived. All right. It was a very minor panic attack. I haven't even texted my therapist. My therapist gave me his personal number. He said, I said, listen, I really appreciate this, but I know what we have here is like a service. Like I know we have like a good client relationship here, but it, at the end of the day, it is a service. And he goes, I wouldn't give you my personal number if I didn't, if I wasn't okay with whatever, you know, so I got to shoot him a message. Honestly, I really need to do that. But I haven't been able to hit a ton of comedy spots, been mostly worried about job stuff and uh, the moving process. Um, I, I told you I was going to tell you about that job interview. So let's talk about that job interview that I had the first time I was up here, not the ones I've been having since being here but the first time. Okay. Um, it was with a golf place and I started applying to that golf place in 2019 when I was about to get out of the baseball game and uh, made a connection with the guy who ended up being the like HR director. Like he's like the main guy. And so I thought I was like a shoe in for whatever position. So I came up here during April, nailed the interview, seemed like a big joke because they said they're actually not hiring anybody for right now, whatever that means. Uh, they said they said they weren't hiring anybody for right now. And they felt bad that I came all the way from West Virginia for the interview, whatever. Then I see a couple weeks later, they posted the same job listing again. So I assume that it's just because I didn't live in New York that they weren't going to give me the job. And that's fine. I understand that. But still, at least tell me that. So if I did work at that company again, I definitely wouldn't want to work at that location because that GM at that location is lame. And he also looks like Tank Sinatra from Instagram. If you are familiar with who that is, he looks like that. All right. This moving process is really unique. Um, there's a lot of stores and things that don't exist where I'm from. So it's fun. You know, it's a fun, exciting experience. Like I went to Dwayne Reed the other day and I thought Dwayne Reed, I kept hearing people talk about Dwayne Reed. It's like, oh, you have to go to Dwayne Reed. I thought Dwayne Reed was like a fancier Barnes and Noble. Like Dwayne Reed sounds like a place where books are sold. Uh, it is not. It's a fancier Rite Aid or like fancier Walgreens, you know, and I know people in West Virginia, Walgreens is like the fanciest you can get, but this is a fancier version of Walgreens. Okay. Uh, in New York City, in Dwayne Reed, everything is behind protected plastic like everything is locked up like toothpaste is locked up everything is locked up and that's fine you know you, you understand where you're at you have to lock everything up okay i get it all right uh i didn't like the fact that i had to ding like the customer service buzzer because i thought it was going to be like an associate was going to get like a a vibration key or like they'd get something in their ear or maybe just a a quick intercom thing that says like assistance needed in aisle seven. None of those things happen. I dinged the button for customer service at Dwayne Reed. And then you hear over the speakers, it was like, ding, ding, assistance needed in the men's shaving department. How did they know exactly what I wanted? I didn't like that. I thought that was very intrusive. It played a couple times because they were uh, busy and he couldn't get to me in time. I really thought the Dwayne Reed customer service buzzer was going to start saying really personal stuff about me because it was like really loud and it was telling everybody within a 10 block radius. It was like, doom, doom, six foot three, 
man who looks like Cinnamon from the Applejacks commercials needs a real man to come over and unlock the shaving kit for him. Ding, ding. I really thought it was going to start say, saying stuff like that. I can't stand Dwayne Reed. I'm a CVS guy for life now just because the customer service. CVS customer service will treat you like garbage. Okay, Dwayne Reed customer service treats you nicely. However, I don't like the buzzer. I don't like the buzzer. The buzzer is true. Like, what if I needed something really private? You know, what if I needed that? No other store does that. I, I, I wish I could come up with a funny analogy of what other, like, that'd be a good joke if I talked about Dwayne Reed customer service saying that. Or I could talk about how they would do something really personal. Assistance needed in the hemorrhoid cream aisle. You know, just tell everybody about that. That would be funny. Uh, what else would be funny with that? I think the analogy of another store. Here I am, like, working out loud. What would be a funny store analogy? Uh, we already, so, I mean, you can't go restaurant. You can't go CVS. So, so it's like you have to have a place where there's, like, medicated ointments and stuff like that. Because that is funny. That is funny for, for something to be said like that out loud. I don't know. I'll work on that. That's a working title. I got to hit some mics today. So that's a big thing for me today. I'm hitting, uh, like, today is, like, the first day of, like, grinding mics. Because I'm already booked on two shows in September, and if I suck, I'm gonna have to do ten minutes. And if I and I haven't done ten minutes in a long time, and I don't want to suck, especially because those people are my friends, and I would hate to make them look bad for booking me. So this is like, you know how like boxers when they're training for a fight will just go into camp and just like do 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 like train for like six weeks. That's it's around six. No, it's probably like four. Uh, I'm like I'm in like comedy lockdown. Like yeah, I've always been like comedy, but like I'm in comedy lockdown. Like I am just like boom, boom, boom. I'm here now. I'm doing it. I had like the the epiphany almost on my roof one night. I was playing guitar to the beautiful you see behind me, like all these skyscrapers and stuff like that. And I had all my lights set up, and I had my amplifier and my guitar, and I was out here just jamming, you know, my little heart out. And at the, like, when I was done, I was putting my stuff up and I was just looking around and shock and awe and all the lights around me. And I was just like, you're really here now. Okay. So it's like, do the thing, do the thing that you've always said you were doing, but for real this time, you know, uh, it was just like a, a nice moment for myself. So yeah, like I'm in like this comedy lockdown thing where I'm just like writing obsessive, like, and today I watched, uh, uh, as tacky as it is for fellow comics, it's not going to be tacky for regular listeners. But I watched uh, a comedian again, the Jerry Seinfeld documentary and, and Orny Adams. And I've talked about this before. And uh, I know uh, like every comic in the world has watched this. And I watched it today for like the fourth, fourth or fifth time in my life. Um, I was eating my Yorkville bagels and I was watching it. And I was just like, dang, like he Seinfeld had this perfect metaphor uh, about construction workers. He said when he was first starting out, he would write a couple times a week. And I used to be like on fire with that stuff. Like I would write every day in college and when I was like a young adult. And then like real world stuff started happening. I didn't write every day, you know, and now I'm writing every day again, thank God, uh, since I moved up here, but still. And uh, He's just like, look at the faces on these construction people. Like, they don't want to go back to work, but they do it because it's their job. So Seinfeld's like, yeah, I'm going to write every day because it's my job. You know? And this also coincides perfectly with my monk philosophy of method act the person you want to become. So it's like, 
if I want to be a big time comic, act like a big time comic, do things that big time comics do. Simple as the blueprints out there, just follow it. And I know a lot of people think this sort of monk philosophy and think like this self-help guru is like a scam. But this is the guy, Jay Shetty, this is the guy that all the successful people go to. He gets all these big time successful people on his podcast and they are subscribers to him. You know, they come on there and they talk about how they're much how big of fans they are of him or how his book helped them or or, or what have you. You know what I mean? So you're getting to like in the olden times, you would have to work, 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 grind, 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 grind. And there's still some of that aspect just to get a hint of the information as to how this person became successful or what philosophies they followed. And then you could take those yourself. The blueprint is out there. Now it's like, oh, well, I'm a big fan of Kobe. Kobe was a big fan of Jay Shetty. I could just bypass the whole interpretation through Kobe and I could just go straight to Jay Shetty. You know what I mean? It's right there. So I've been following that and that's been great for me. Uh, but yeah, it's great to be on fire for jokes again. And it's great to be uh, here in the city. It's vibrant. It's popping. The Mets suck. Um, well, the New York Knicks drafted some guy that I didn't go to college with, but he went to the same college as me. So I'm pumped up about that. Talking about sports here. Why am I talking about sports? Um, it's really cool to finally be here. And to just, like, be able to, like, walk around. So the other day, I was running around the Jackie Onassis Water Reservoir, which is in a mile and a half. I was running. It's a mile and a half. And I'm just, like, running. And I, you see the, these gorgeous buildings. You know what I mean? It's just, like, this is your backdrop. And, like, I was playing baseball with Rinaldi the other day. And it's just, like, you have this gorgeous backdrop. And I didn't even realize how massive Central Park is. Because I think, like, you know, like, uh, it's in the middle. I get it. But, like, how big? you know, how big is it? It's like huge. You know what I mean? Like I could easily run five miles and still be kind of close to my apartment. It's crazy. Uh, so the stuff that happened to me in the past week, let's talk about that. I had, I'd say the biggest thing other than the party that I threw, which was a good party and people had fun. There's one, uh, no, nobody was mean. No, I was going to say there was one person, but I was going to make a joke about Dean David, but nah, no need. Um, so the biggest thing that happened was I had dinner with Max Spinelli and Mike Bramante, who have adopted me as their son. They are older than me, not significantly older than me, like they think they are, but uh, they are older than me. And they have a lot more wisdom and a lot more uh, comedy years on them and a lot more uh, stage time on them. And so they've sort of taken me as their own child and we're going to have the courthouse ceremony very soon it's gonna be great they're gonna let me hold the gavel they're my two dads my two adopted dads mike and max really good guys and uh you know we were going to go to this one place called penrose penrose had too big of a line and i thought we had a reservation and i'm gonna start becoming a guy that's like i'm not going anywhere unless we have a reservation because that's just me okay and uh so we get in there and Max goes like, hi, table for three. And they're like, okay, it's going to be like 30, 45 minutes. And he goes, American minutes. <laughs> and the lady's like, uh, yeah, American minutes. And so we walk, uh, down the street, we go to some Mexican joint. I don't know the name of it. As we're walking down the street, I see this girl wearing this John Mayer 2019 tour shirt. And I said, Hey, nice shirt. I was uh, like, Hey, nice shirt, John Mayer. 
And Max goes, don't say anything to anybody on the street ever. I'm just trying to be friendly with the people in my neighborhood. Uh, Mike, Mike had a really good joke about uh, Starbucks. He goes, this right here is your local coffee shop. It's called Starbucks. A little bit of a corporate vibe. <laughs> uh, and we just had a good time, man. Uh, we met up with another comic, Chris. Uh, actually, so we're walking to this uh, bar by my house. And uh, we see an open mic, and the open mic looks good. Like, it looks like an actual, like, show. And it's 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, like, right by my place. So that's definitely going to be, like, my new main spot now because it's literally right there. And uh, so we're standing outside talking to this comedian named Chris. And I'm talking about how I took a t- how, how I took three semesters of Italian in college. Like, I failed one semester, and I retook it. Lo and behold, this kid walks out guy man my age i go speaking of italian class this guy knows what i'm talking about it's the kid that sat next to me in italian class in college i didn't fail that time i didn't fail in the class that he was in i actually got a b in that one you can look it up so i got i i'm like uh yeah this guy knows what i'm talking about and the guy was like confused he's like what and then we made a quick connection. We still had the same phone numbers, so uh, I'll probably hit some mics with him. I invite him to my party. He ghosted me. You'll have that. All right. That's New York for you. You know, you just invite people places. You get ghosted. Jesus. One thing that I haven't gotten used to here, it's not the crackheads. Those don't, they don't bother me. You know, they were out this morning for some reason. I was on my morning stroll to the key food to get some breakfast and lunch. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, they were out. Some guy had a drill. Some drunk guy had a drill bit, which I was very afraid of. And, you know, it's just New York for you. But the one thing I haven't gotten used to is my allergies or whatever is going on. I think I've narrowed it down to it being my terrace. I think it's my terrace. And I think it's just because the sheer amount of pollen or maybe mold that's out here uh, just from, like, the dampness. Because I get out here and I do yoga and I work out every morning uh, shirtless for the ladies of the Upper East Side. You can find me on my terrace doing yoga shirtless. And... uh it's just like when I come in, like my nose is just like stuffed. My sinuses hurt. I like it's a bad and and it and it lasts for like a couple days. And whenever you're sniffling and then you're walking in and around bars in New York City, people will come up to you and ask if you have cocaine. They will ask if you have coke when you when you're sniffling, when you're like, oh, my allergies are going crazy. And you walk out of the bathroom, and you're like, <laughs> they're like, yo, yo, you, you got any you got any coke? Like, no. You know, that's not, that's not me, but they will ask you that. So be prepared for that. I finally announced on my Instagram yesterday that I moved here, which is ironic because I had a whole episode that I tried to tease and amp up about me moving here. And I still think people ignored it because my Instagram post is doing significantly better than most of my Instagram posts. (laughs) Just shows to go you how uh, small potatoes I really am. (laughs) <laughs> for me to like plan it out be like all right new episode this week or no i did have an episode i'll be like all right i'm teasing it friday here it comes i'm gonna talk about how i moved here and it's just like okay uh the venues here don't have as many people and the parties that i the party that i tried to throw they were telling me that like august is like the worst month for stuff in new york to try to have anything a party a comedy show anything august is and I don't know why that is. So August is bad. And then they also said December is bad. But I'm 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 very much ready for uh, 
to see all the seasons in New York. As you guys know, I'm a big summer guy. Like, I thrive in the heat. I'm like a lizard. I need the heat to thrive. Okay? And I'm very afraid of what New York winters are going to be like. Because I hear nothing but horrible things about them. The sun will set at like 4.30. I'm going to be sad all the time. How am I supposed to handle this career job that I have and comedy aspirations and also not be sad and eat? There's just like a lot. I just have like a lot. And every now and again, I will have the, like I fell asleep one day, like on my furniture out here. And I took a 30, 45 minute nap and I woke up like in a sweat. And I was like, it's like the dreams that I were ha- was having was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? And then I like woke up and I'm in like this, like I'm in the middle of the air essentially because like on the sixth floor and I, there's nobody above me. So it's like, I wake up and I see nothing but all these skyscrapers. And I'm like, what am I, where am I? What am I doing in my life? I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. I think it was just because the shock and awe of having to pick up my life and move to an entirely new place. And yeah, I kind of put my back against the wall with certain things and that's fine. But, like, I'm a gambler, and I want to gamble on myself. I, I've always done that. So why stop now? Speaking of gambling, everybody has a gripe with Cuomo, whether it be him being a scumbag, uh, whether him being a, a creep with the ladies, whether him being not approving this policy but going after this policy, whether it be the nursing home thing. My gripe with Cuomo Governor Cuomo, legalize sports betting on the phones, please. Daily fantasy is legal. That's dumb. And you're not going to let me put $20 on the Mets? You know how much money the state of New York is going to make when gambling becomes legal? And I tell you why they're not legalizing it. Because New Jersey was like the first state to ever do it, and it's right there. New Jersey, mob-affiliated. New York probably just deeper mob affiliated to the point where so much people are going to lose money because somebody's in bed with this bookie and this, that, and the other, you know what I mean? So obviously they're not going to legalize all these different casinos and stuff to just come here and just make all the money. I have been, here's how big of a problem I have. I've been reading, shut up. I've been reading legislation every day. I have been reading the logs, I have been reading the proposals, I have been reading everything, every day, public record, of like the steps that are being taken to legalize sports betting in New York, because I finally figured out how to win. I finally figured out how to win gambling, and I was like, I was doing really good at it for the last month and a half I was in West Virginia, because it's legal there. And uh, this it would just really help to have that like extra income. What is it called? Passive income. Let the money work for you, you know what I mean? And it's just got to be mob affiliated. That's my thoughts. So what I've been reading is that gambling's not even going to be legal till mid-January. Like they just now, they, first off, they missed the deadline for proposals on July 9th. Okay, whatever that is. But now they've submitted them again, like August 1st. So they literally just did it. They submitted these proposals. And it's going to take months and months and months and months to, for, for experts to just pour over the proposals, make sure it's a fair deal and what have you. And then I'll get to place 20 bucks on the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Great. Meanwhile, 
I'm losing money hand and fist by not being able to gamble because I finally figured out how to beat it and they won't let me do it. That's my gripe with Cuomo. Let me gamble. Dude, I have a good gambling story and I'll close this. I'll close out with this gambling story because I want to turn this gambling story into a joke. Um, here's, here's like the joke uh, story. So I was like a big gambler. I had a gambling problem for sure. I never had to call 1-800-GAMBLER, but like I had a big problem. And it was a big part of my life. My favorite aspects of gambling, I was like, I would, you know, gamble on the WNBA. I would gamble on Little League World Series. My favorite was like staying up till 4 a.m. and watching Hawaii football. And uh, that would be my Saturday ritual. You know, I'd gamble all day and stay up watching Hawaii football. And I put all these um, smelling salts, I'd break them. And then I put them in a plastic water bottle and shake them up. And whenever I was getting tired, I would just open the plastic water bottle like, Wah! like, you know, like wake up. You know, I love smelling salts and uh, <laughs> I love smelling salts. Uh, so that was my thing. And then I was down so bad. Like I just like had a horrible day just getting punched in the mouth every single bet, not working. And I got a hot tip. I was like, Miami stinks. Louisville's good. Uh, I think this was like maybe Lamar Jackson was playing. This is 2019. I don't know if he was. It was like November, no, October something, 2019. And Miami, it was senior day. They were five and five. They were a mediocre team. I didn't think they could keep up with the pace of Louisville. 42 to seven at halftime, Louisville's getting killed. I was down so bad, I started driving for Lyft that night. That night. I was down. I, I started driving for Lyft because I was in such a bad gambling debt that I was like, okay, I got to make some money somehow. So I started driving for Lyft. I didn't have a Pennsylvania license. I didn't have a Pennsylvania plate on my car. This just shows you how easy it is to be able to drive Lyft. Like all I had to do was just take a picture of my ID and my social security card. And they're like, okay, you're good. Just go drive. And I did. And I, like, it took me a couple of days and I made all my money back. It was so funny. So I got to like, I want to look. I like. I want to make that a joke somehow. Just be like, have you ever been down so bad? You Google how many rides does it need to take to make forty grand a year or something like that? Or like, have you ever been down so bad that you had to pick up a side hustle? Have you ever been? Have you ever been like down so bad that you had to pick up a second job? Like that is that's the premise. I got to figure out how to write that. I'll probably work on that for the rest of the day. But that is funny. It's like my team is getting so bad at halftime that I pick up a job to just like pay for this debt i ended up having a lot of fun driving for lyft took some people to new york city took some people to philly took a lot of drunk college kids back to their apartment it was a lot of fun to pick up a lot of annoying people from the casino it was great i had a great time uh i drove it in morgantown too i'd visit my girlfriend at the time and i'd be like oh yeah you go party i'm gonna try to make some money and or she'd just stay home or whatever but like uh i would drive lyft for a few hours in morgantown and make some cash it was great. I liked it. Definitely don't want to do it again. And you can't do it in New York because you need a special license. Um, just like I need these sports books to get their licenses to have online gambling in New York. Okay, I'm just trying to make some money up here. All right. Uh, that'll do it for today. It feels great to be in the city. It feels great to write every day. And it feels great to make some friends. So um, if you're in the city, hopefully I'll see you around. And uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. Keep taking care of yourselves. Next episode, I'll definitely get a comic on here and we'll have some fun. All right. Thanks. See ya.